Hey everyone, welcome to the Sober Up Podcast. We're a show sponsored by SoberGrid and our mission is to help inspire, connect, and teach people about all things recovery. I'm one of your hosts, Alexis. And I'm your host, Kevin. We will bring you in each episode, daily inspirations, as well as insights of our lives and the lives of others who have happily sobered up. Won't you help me sober up, growing up and make me numb, and I want to feel something again. Won't you help me sober up, all the big kids they got drunk, and I want to feel something again. Won't you help me feel something again. Today's episode is a little bit different from our other episodes. Not only are we going to be speaking to Kelly, who is an amazing and inspiring woman in recovery, who's also a member of the Sober Grid community, but we will also be speaking to Dr. Jason Abate. Jason's going to be telling us about something really exciting that is coming soon to the Sober Grid app. So stay tuned. Kevin, how did we meet? We met on SoberGrid. SoberGrid, that's right. Get more info about sobriety, meet other people on SoberGrid, check in every day, and read our daily inspirations. Oh, and SoberGrid also offers sober coaching with a two-week free trial, and that's for anyone. That's awesome. Definitely jump on that. See you on the grid. So if you haven't already, go ahead to the App Store and download SoberGrid. It's free. We have hundreds of thousands of users worldwide just to support one another in this journey, uh, getting sober together. Every single day we post a inspiring article or quote, uh, and it's called The Daily Inspiration. And so let's hear what today's was. From today's daily inspiration on SoberGrid, connecting through helping. One of the greatest barriers to connection is the cultural importance we place on going it alone. Somehow, we've come to equate success with not needing anyone. Many of us are willing to extend a helping hand, but we're very reluctant to reach out for help when we need it ourselves. It's as if we've divided the world into those who offer help and those who need help. The truth is that we are both. That's by Brene Brown. I 
I am so excited. I mean, I'm always excited, but I'm especially excited for our guest tonight, Kelly. She is this inspirational, empowered, sober woman who is on the Sober Grid app and who I saw around when she was first getting sober and now she's had success in maintaining her sobriety for a couple years and I just can't wait to talk to her and hear all about her sobriety and her journey. Thank you so much for coming on to Sober Up tonight. It's such a pleasure to have you here, especially as such a beloved member of the community. I just wanted to say thank you so much, and I'm so excited for this interview. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So could you just give us a brief snapshot, kind of a synopsis of your recovery journey so far? Yeah. um, So I was pretty much kind of like the queen of binge and blackout drinking. Um, You know, I started drinking a little bit in high school, but it really accelerated in college. Like I think it probably does for a lot of people. Um, And then it just never really slowed down much for me. Um, I had a series of rock bottoms, things that people would consider rock bottoms that, you know, I think probably would have made a lot of people question their relationship with drinking, but I, I kind of kept pushing the limits. So, you know, I had gotten like drunk in public. I got a DUI. Um, I, you know, had felt bad about that stuff, obviously. And I had remorse about it and guilt, but it didn't really slow my drinking down. And, um, so yeah, I, I got pregnant and of course didn't drink or use or anything during my pregnancy. It was no problem. So kind of thought, Hey, I can stop doing this anytime. It wasn't a big deal. I, I shouldn't, I'm not like your quote unquote alcoholic. It kind of made me feel like I didn't have an issue. Um, but once she was born and things kind of got back into a normal routine, I started drinking again and, um, I had joint custody of her. So the night she wasn't with me, I would just go out, continue to do the same old things and led to the same old, uh, consequences really. And, So, you know, the last time I drank, I actually ended up getting another DUI, which, you know, was a a really big deal. I mean, it's a big deal anytime. And I did it way more than I'm proud of and could have been caught any number of times doing it. But, you know, at that point I was like, okay, look, I'm, I'm definitely old enough to know better. I have a little girl now. Um, I've, I've got a, I've got to get my act together and really, you know, show up and and be present for her and for her childhood and for myself and, you know, find out what life really is supposed to look like. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of where it stopped. And I just, at that point was committed to doing the right thing and, and not drinking or using anymore and have been sober ever since. That's great. How, um, I have a little girl too, so I can totally relate how how long do you have sober now? Um, it'll be two years on July twenty eighth. So Congrat- that's wonderful. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. That's yeah, getting up there. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> dude, this is me. I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Hitting the two year anniversary is really really cool, especially when you think back to you know when you were still drinking and thinking, oh my gosh, how does 
how does 24 hours even work? How does 48 hours work? Thinking back for you, Kelly, to that period of time, what do you think was the one thing that stood out the most that helped you achieve your long-term sobriety and not return after your first and second 24-hour <laughs> periods of time? Um, you know, it's it's kind of it's hard to pinpoint one particular thing, but you know, I think just looking back over the course of the last couple of years, and you know, I've learned a lot of things. But as far as just thinking of something that's really helped me stay the path and and continue to show up every day and do the work I need to do is um, allowing myself to be vulnerable with people and allowing myself um, the opportunity to share my story like I'm like I'm doing here today. Um, you know, I think a lot of us who struggled with addiction in any form, you know, we do a lot of things that we're not proud of and uh, we um, hurt people. We hurt ourselves. We, um, you know, do things that could, could potentially harm someone. Um, so I lived with a lot of guilt and it wasn't really something that I talked about because I was really ashamed of it and embarrassed by it. And I think a lot of times you know, that cycle of guilt and shame sort of gets us into the pattern of continuing to drink or use because we just want to escape it. We don't want to think about it or deal with it or, um, you know, remedy that in any capacity or know how to. Um, so I think once I had some sober time under my belt, I really started looking at, you know, how can I work on this? How can I get beyond this? Because if I continue to look backwards, you know, how am I really going to go forward? And so for me, you know, vulnerability wasn't something that came naturally to me. I was not a naturally um, overly emotional or, you know, uh, I don't know the word. I wasn't like a feely kind of person. And so I kind of used to think of that as, as a weakness. If you share your innermost thoughts or your feelings or your um, need for need for help, maybe. And, you know, I needed all of that. I needed support and I needed assistance and I needed to know that I wasn't alone. And I think little by little, I started to share and open up. And as I did that, it became easier. And it really helped solidify the fact that none of us is alone in this. There's there's tons of other people out there who've been through the same things we have. And, you know, when you find your people and you recognize that, they've been through it too and they can empathize and they're not judging you for that. I mean, that's huge. So, you know, for me, that's really helped me to, to get out and just share those stories and share those things and move beyond it and really try to use it to help someone else. So. Absolutely. I totally agree. Just having that pack of people, like-minded people going through the same thing, supporting one another, not judging one another because there's so much shame in it. And, and right. it's just, it's crucial. Yeah. Um, so if you could go back to yourself when you were first starting out, or if you could talk to somebody who's first starting out, what do you wish you knew then that you know now? about getting sober? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing for me would be, you know, I had this idea in my head when I first stopped drinking. I mean, of course, 
I had tried to stop drinking like numerous times over, but it would be very, very short lived. So I think when I finally recognized, okay, this is something I'm really going to try to do. I had it. I had the vision that all of my problems were suddenly going to be solved and my life was going to be just like, you know, rainbows and unicorns and everything (laughs) was going to be great. And, um, you know, the marriage that I was in at the time when I first got sober, you know, we were having issues and problems. And a lot of those, a lot of those did come from, you know, situations that I brought upon myself drinking, but you know, there were other issues too. And I think I made the mistake of thinking, Oh, well, my marriage is going to be so much better and life is going to be so much better. And it's just, that's just not the case. I mean, I, I still ended up, you know, after about a year sober, I got separated and, you know, moved forward from that relationship. And, you know, bad things still happen when you're sober. Um, and I think a lot of people think that maybe it's going to solve a lot of things almost immediately. And, you know, life got better. Absolutely. It got better in terms of I was able to face the bad stuff with a sense of clarity and organization and kind of making a plan and knowing how to approach it. I mean, I just had like a second DUI. I needed a lot of organization. I needed a lot of planning. I needed a lot of, um, you know, I, I had to have myself together to make sure I could get through it, get the stuff done that I needed to do. So had I still been drinking and trying to deal with all of that stuff, it just would have been a huge mess. I think even more than it already was. So, you know, I, I had to really kind of shift my thinking into, into thinking that sobriety was going to solve it. I had to shift that into more thinking like, okay, me being sober is going to help me get through this in the most clear and direct path possible. Um, So I think, you know, I would just say, don't assume that your life's immediately going to just get beautiful and wonderful. You're going to have that pink cloud probably for a little bit, but real life still goes on, but, um, but you're going to be present for it and you're going to be able to actually deal with the stuff that comes up and feel it, which is really what we're put here to do anyway. So, yeah. Well, thanks. That's a great answer. Thank you. I, I love the you know, shout out to, Hey, you know, being sober doesn't resolve every problem in life, but the the main point and the main takeaway of that, that I got is, wow, it's so much easier to deal with when you are sober than if you're still drinking and, and, you know, still out there in your active addiction, it makes it a heck of a lot more difficult to deal with and, and resolve those issues. So kudos to you for pointing that out. That's such an important point of sobriety. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I lived that for sure. You know, I, problems are going to come up one way or the other, whether you're drunk or whether you're sober, you know, you're going to have problems. So which way do you want to face them and which way is the most productive way to face them? Right. Right. Yep. And, and on the contra side to problems coming up, you know, sobriety does also provide a lot of clarity and a lot of ideas and initiatives and desires. And I know a little bit about the East Coast Sober Squad that you founded and have started. Could you tell us about what got that going for you um, and kind of how you've contributed and given back to the to the sober um, field uh, by creating this group? Yeah. So, um, you know, I when I when I founded this group, it was December of last year. And, you know, we were kind of like going through the pandemic. There was a lot of isolation. There were a lot of um, 
people getting sober during the pandemic and a lot of people who were actually probably drinking more during the pandemic. So there were, there were different sides of the spectrum. Um, I was at a point since I was at that point, you know, close to a year and a half, I guess, sober, I kind of started to feel like I really wanted to give back and I wanted to try to put something out there that looked like what I would have liked to have had in the beginning of my sobriety. And, you know, and I, I did AA for a while and I owe a lot to it. It really got me on a solid footing. It gave me a lot of, um, great values and principles to apply to my sobriety. But ultimately I I just veered into a different path and started, you know, just looking into different things. So that being said, AA is great, but AA is also not for everyone. So I, I kind of just wanted to try to put something out there for women to connect, um, who women who were trying to get sober or who were sober. And, you know, it initially started as an East Coast kind of group. I wanted to ultimately have something where people could be geographically close to each other once the pandemic was over and potentially have the opportunity to meet in real life. Um, that ended up kind of, even though we're still called East Coast Cyber Squad, we have people all over the states. And um, really what we do is it's just it's just a, a community of women who are on different paths. They're, they're doing different things to get sober, but we have um, a virtual meeting about once every two weeks and different types of meetings. So we'll have a speaker or we'll have someone share their story or we'll have like an open forum where we can talk about different things. Um, you know, so it's, there's variety there. Um, we have an ongoing virtual chat on the app Slack. Um, mm-hmm. if you're familiar with that. And so yeah. we've got multiple channels within that group. We do a book club, we do like a fitness accountability thing for people who are into that sort of thing. It's just like a really well-rounded group. And it, you know, you put out there what you want, you take from it what you want. And, you know, we've, we've really got a great core group out there and the meetings are small enough where, you know, we really feel like we all know each other and we can talk and we can chat. And I feel like some real relationships and bonds have been established. And we're actually thinking about planning some sort of like a retreat at some point once things open up a little bit more, maybe trying to all get together and do something. But it was really just me trying to get women. I didn't have a whole lot of women friends in sobriety, to be honest. And I wanted to change that. And I wanted to help other people find that too. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where, where that came from. And, you know, I'm, I feel pretty good about, about what I've created. Kelly, that's fantastic. How can people say they're women who are listening, who want to check it out? How can they do that? Yeah, well, um, I actually just today created an Instagram page for East Coast Sober Squad. So that's brand new. Oh, terrific. Um, you're not going to see a whole lot of uh, posts out there just yet, but it also has my Instagram handle is also on the East Coast Sober Squad page along with the website. Um, so that might be just the easiest way to either get in touch directly with me, or you can send a DM to the, um, the group page as well. Awesome. Well, congratulations on starting that. I'm sure you're helping so many women. Thank you. Um, that's really, really wonderful. Thanks. And, um, and thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. I've watched you on the app sober grid and, um, and now on social media and it's just, it's really remarkable and amazing to see a woman get sober and be empowered and help other people. And so it's very commendable and congratulations for all of your success. 
Thank you. I mean, I want to give you guys a big shout out too, because honestly, Server Grid was the app where it like started it all for me and got me on on the right track and, you know, got to virtually meet a lot of people out there. And um, so, yeah, it was a huge help in my early sobriety. So I appreciate you guys too. Oh, awesome. Well, that's very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. And um, we will talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. So I am so excited that Dr. Jason is here, Dr. J. Sometimes we call him. He's my very good friend. And also, I'm so, so excited to introduce him because he is going to be coming on to the Sober Grid app to be teaching a module about finances. And a lot of us, when we get sober, our finances are kind of a wreck, our credit's a mess, and we need someone to kind of tell us how to, how to turn that around. So hi, Jason. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Would you mind giving us just a quick little bio about yourself and enter and kind of tell people who you are? Absolutely, Alexis and Kevin. Hello. It's great to be here. Um, so yeah, uh, I have worked in banking for over 21 years in senior leadership roles and I've taught business and management college courses for almost 16 years. And, you know, I'm on multiple boards that align with my interests that help underserved communities. Um, and I'm even the president of a school board. I'm a published author, have some research out there. But what I really enjoy doing the most is helping people, particularly helping them understand their finances. Awesome. Uh, we're so excited to have you. And kind of, can you can you let us know what the module is. You don't need to kind of go that in depth because people will have a chance to experience it themselves on the app. But will you just let us know what exactly you're going to be talking about? Absolutely. So what I really pride myself in is being able to meet people wherever they are financially. And I have been in the position myself to where I've had nothing and I've made a, a range of salaries from not much at all to a little bit better I know how to help people essentially live on the income that they have and how to set goals for themselves to get what they want in life. I have, I'm have, i a firm believer, and I believed in my own life, that you can really get anything you want out of life. It's just a matter of preparation and planning, and I'm going to explain to our audience how to do that very easily um, through, through some very uh, objective things, but also some subjective things with creative thinking and so forth. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to also talk to people how to use credit cards to where credit cards work for you and not that you're paying back interest. We're going to talk about how to save properly off the top, I call it, to make sure that you can actually save money um, and still have a little nest egg and, and be able to live comfortably. So those are just a few of the things we'll talk about and touch on. Very, very cool. Dr. Jason, That this seems like a really interesting module and something that I definitely definitely didn't have, you know, when I was starting out early in life. And I know that it could have added a lot of benefit to my financial situation. When I was active in my drinking, I got into a lot of debt and was always tight on money. And, and it was very difficult to just get by. And, and I was always worried if, if I was even going to, you know, be able to make my car payment or make my rent payment. You know, that period of time, it was tough. Um, but when it comes to, you know, if you've maybe been able to have a change in your life and you have different finances, you know, who, who, in who in your mind is the best target audience for taking this module and learning about finances? That's such a great question, Kevin. I think that the best 
person for this particular podcast is anyone listening, because I have truly seen across my desk uh, over 21, 22 years in banking, I have seen it all. I have seen um, folks who have lost everything that haven't had anything that are just trying to find themselves again to people who have come into a lot of money and don't know how to handle it. I've, I've been in both opposite ends of the extreme and in the middle. So I can help anybody um, effectively and, and make sure that they are financially stable, but also that they're preparing for their future. So I, I would say anyone that has ever been interested in knowing how to handle their finances or just have a better relationship with their money would be a great candidate to listen to this cast. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to check it out. Me too. Jason, thank you so much. We are so excited and we, I feel so fortunate that you're going to be doing this for our community. And I hope everyone takes this opportunity and, uh, and tunes into Dr. J. So thanks so much, Jason, for coming on and we'll see you on the app. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, I certainly know that when I was first on this journey, I definitely could have used some advice from Jason. So in a couple of weeks, his video will be posted. Just look on the main news feed. There will be a recurring post of his video. And then in a couple of weeks, he's going to come back and do a Q&A. So people watch and, and get questions in mind, uh, and then you can ask him. He's making himself available, which is very, very cool. So thank you so much, Jason. So every week, Kevin and I will be alternating choosing a song of the week. We usually... We'll share something that we've been listening to that's on repeat. Music is a huge part of both of our recoveries. So we hope that you can get some musical inspiration here. And it is one of my favorite parts of this podcast segment, which is song of the week. It is my week this week. And I chose a song called Forget Me by the Born Ruffians. Actually, there's no the, it's just Born Ruffians. And it's a fun song, and I hope you guys like it. Take a listen.
Well, what a fantastic episode. What a treat to talk to Kelly and to Jason. And I hope that people are excited for his financial advice. Um, I know that he has a lot of amazing, amazing tips. So I hope everyone checks it out. Kevin, thank you so much as always for being my co-host and for all our listeners. I hope you guys all had a great week and stay tuned for our next episode. And until then, stay sober. Do you have experience, strength, and hope regarding sobriety that you would like to share with our listeners? Head on over to our webpage, anchor.fm forward slash soberup-sg. Click on the message button and tell us in a minute what kind of information you would like for us to play for our listeners. We'll be reviewing all of the messages that we get and playing them at the end of our episodes. We look forward to hearing from you. Won't you help me sober up, growing up and make me numb, and I want to feel something again.